Thank you so much for joining today with Marilyn and Sarah. We are thrilled that you are here. And you might be watching and you have some needs in your life related maybe to your finances. Maybe you're struggling with some health issues. You're like, oof, man, I got a diagnosis from the doctor that's super discouraging. Or you have some symptoms that are very unsettling to you. Maybe you have some family relationship issues that have been really worrisome to you, troublesome. We want to pray for you. No matter what the need is in your life, hop on the phone, get on the website. We know that God answers prayer. And to that effect, James was really cool. He, he told us his testimony and said this, thank you for praying with me that I would find a job. I found employment, which is both better work and more, play, more pay. I'm telling you that God answers prayer. So hop on the phone, get on the website. And partners, I just wanna thank you so much Thank you for helping us to cover the earth with the word. We could not do what we do without you. And really, we get to reach people because of your generosity. We get to reach people all over the globe. Over 2 billion people um, can see and watch and experience God speaking to them through the word, through this time, through this ministry. So thank you for helping us to cover the earth with a word. And in just a few moments, we're going to be joining a teaching that I've done recently. <gasps> One of my all-time favorite, favorite teachings. And this relates to a question that I think all of us could, could think about. Do you want more? Do you want more? You're like, more what? Well, do you want more purpose in your life? Do you want more resurrection in your life? Do you want more energy in your life? Do you want more answers in your life? You probably would say yes to these and probably a few more things as well. So I want to encourage you to put down your remote control. Let's snuggle in together and see what Jesus has for us because Jesus has more for us even today. Mama, what do you see Sammy's for? where I wandered streets of night. My friends, their dogs, did things they don't want me to see. When you can see my ribs when my hair was falling out. I can do anything it takes. Hey there, thank you so much for joining today with Marilyn and Sarah. Oh my goodness, am I stoked to get to spend time with you today. Oh, I totally am. And I'm really excited because I know Jesus has something very encouraging, a special invitation for you. Oh my goodness, I'm stoked because have you ever gotten an invitation to a party that you're like, oh, that was so cool. I got invited to this special event or special party. And, and sometimes I've had that happen where it's like, oh, they invited me. <laughs> this is really, really great. And this is a special invitation from Jesus to you today. So put your remote control down or maybe you've done, gone through the like saving it and all that. And let's nestle in here to see what invitation Jesus has for you today. Because I would say to you that Jesus has more. Jesus has more for you. 
So when you think about Jesus, I love, I love that he came to the earth. I love reading the Gospels. I love watching him talk to people, interact with people. I love all the miracles that he did. And, you know, I think Jesus, he's amazing. And, you know, there was lots of people thought that. I know that I feel like when you read the Gospels, it seems like Jesus is irresistible, right? Like, and, and if you think about it, he had crowds, immense, huge crowds that followed him. And they followed him for good reason, because, you know, they followed him. He, of course, was an amazing teacher. You read about him, what he said in the Sermon on the Mount. But he also did miracles. So some people followed, the crowds followed Jesus because he gave them a free lunch, <laughs> right? Some crowds followed Jesus because he was like free health care, <laughs> like miracles and healings, you know. And some people just followed Jesus for some of those cool miracles, the cool teachings and all that kind of stuff. But there's also people who followed Jesus, and those were the crowds, and they kind of were come and go, and sometimes crowds can be fickle. But there's also a group of people that followed Jesus that were a little closer, and I'd call them, not the crowd, but I'd call them the community, because they were more connected, a little bit more cohesive, a little bit more of a, of a small group. And I would call these guys the disciples. And, you know, it could have been a bigger group, like he sent out the 70 at one point, but it was just not just the crowds that were fickle and come and go and here and there, maybe whatever, they could get a handout. But they were a little bit more dialed in, more cohesive. And you might be watching right now, and, and you might be saying, well, you know, I don't want to just be the crowd. I don't want to be on the outskirts. I want to press in and have a little bit closer connection. I want to be part of the community with Jesus. I want to know Jesus a little bit closer, not just from the, from the benefits and the handouts, but on a more relational level. And we would love to pray for you to have a closer walk with Jesus. So hop on the phone, get on the website. We want to actually be a part of that and, and resource you, but also pray for you to have a closer connection with Jesus. Very, very important. Very important for us. We feel very strongly, I feel strongly, that that's part of my design, is to help connect you to Jesus more closely and in more meaningful connections. And so you think about it, Jesus had the crowd, but he also had a community. But then I want to accentuate and kind of point out to you that Jesus also had a core. He had a small group of a couple of guys and Jesus accentuated this small group of three guys on several occasions in the Gospels. And the very first place we read about these three guys, their names are Peter, James, and John. And I love watching these three guys because this is a, a, an even tighter, close-knit group than just crowd, community. Now we have this core. And with these three guys, I believe that Jesus um, expresses the potential we can experience coming really close and being part of that core group with Jesus, getting super close. So for example, the very first time Jesus, we see the interaction with Jesus meeting these three guys is in Luke chapter 5, and we read about this in verses 1 through 11. And in Luke chapter 5, at the very beginning, it says that Jesus had a big crowd by the Sea of Galilee, normal, natural. Jesus attracts crowds because he's irresistible. It says that Peter, James, and John were on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, and they were mending their nets. And Jesus was talking to this giant crowd, and he came over to Peter and said, Hey, could I borrow your boat? Peter's like, Sure, no problem. And he gets in the boat. Peter pushes him out into the water. Jesus keeps preaching to the huge crowd. When Jesus is done preaching, he comes over to Peter and says, Hey, put your net out into the water. Now, this is interesting, because Peter, James, and John, they're fishermen, right? And they've been fishing. This is their profession. 
they're not like new people or experiments or this is their profession. They do fishing for a living. And because of this profession, they've, they're completely well versed in it and they had caught nothing that night. And I think as they were mending their nets, that's, that can be really discouraging. And that can be disheartening, especially if that's your sole financial input. And you might be watching right now, and maybe your job is not adequate <laughs> bringing in the finances that you need for your bills. I think in some respects that's what Peter experienced on the, on the, on the shore that day. You know, we just fished all night. We didn't catch anything, and we got bills due. We got to pay. We got to. We got to eat. We got to sell fish, and we don't have anything. And if that's a struggle for you right now, your job, or maybe you're unemployed, you don't have the resources, finances, is not enough to meet the bills. We would love to pray for you. Hop on the phone, get on the website, and we want to pray that Jesus would provide the resources, provide the finances that you need, <laughs> adequate for the for the bills that you have but you know Jesus when he says to Peter go drop your nets out into the into the sea of Galilee Peter says to him dude we fished all night we're tired we didn't catch anything and Peter and I think in his own mind is like this is a stupid time to fish we know that the best time to fish is at nighttime fish go under the water deep into the water during the day because they sleep or whatever we don't catch fish in the daytime we know how to do this we know how to do our job but peter says to him nevertheless at your word and so peter goes he takes the boat and they go out into the sea of galilee they drop their nets in and it says they caught a massive quantity of fish such that they had to call their partners peter james and john they all put their nets out. They all bring their boats. They put their nets out. And it says they caught such a massive haul of fish that their boats began to sink. And Peter comes to Jesus during this experience, and he falls at Jesus' feet and says, Get away from me. I'm a sinful man. And I just want to encourage you that Jesus' provisions can be a very pivot, significant turning point for you to have a closer connection with Jesus. Let's be careful that we don't just follow Jesus for the miracles and the provisions and the handout. Let's follow Jesus because what happens when we follow Jesus and we dial in closer and closer, not just for the handouts, but we dial in for that core connection. I want you to experience this and realize this, that Jesus can speak to your purpose. You say, what do you mean by that? Well, Peter, James, and John, when Jesus said to them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men, it was purpose in their life. And it says they dropped their nets to follow Jesus. And I want to encourage you, you might be watching today and you, don't, you seem to lack purpose in your life. And you know, a lot of times we think about purpose, uh, specifically a lot like in our teens and our 20s. But I also know this. That a lot of times when we, as we age, you know, our kids leave the nest or we hit midlife or whatever, that we have the question that a lot of times can come up again, what's my purpose? What am I doing here? I need God to give me some direction. And if that describes you, we want to pray for you, that Jesus would pour purpose into your heart. And that when you gather in close to that core, core connection with Jesus, that Jesus reveals to you, I didn't make you to do just this, this, and this. I made you for this purpose. And that's what he did with Peter, James, and John, to be a fisher of men. And it says they dropped their nets. And I think what happened in that moment was they're like, we don't want to live our lives to just catch fish. 
and punch the time clock and, and just earn a living. So that's all we do is just fish at fish, fish, fish. We want to have purpose. We want to have value. We want to have significance. We want to do something meaningful in our lives. And if that describes you, we would love to pray for you that God would drop into your heart purpose, design, opportunities that you would follow Jesus and come in in a closer core connection with Jesus to know Jesus and, and that core connection, know your purpose in life. So hop on the phone, get on the website. We want to pray for you because Jesus revealed that to Peter, James, and John. Follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. At the same time, they had to drop their nets. They had to drop things that were familiar, comfortable, known to them, their experiences, their background, their training. They had to drop some things so that they could follow Jesus. And maybe you as well have some things you need to drop. You say, well, I need to drop maybe some, some kind of expectations, some disappointments, some hurts. Hop on the phone. We would love to pray for you to help you to drop those things that would keep you from following Jesus. Have you ever found yourself wanting something more? For your gift of $30 or more, we will send you Sarah's booklet, Save Your Fork, There's More. You'll see that the Holy Spirit is more than a supernatural experience and wants to be connected to you in your daily living. We'll also send you Marilyn's four CD teaching, More Lord, 21 Days of Your Dreams and Beyond, and Sarah's latest book, Hey God, Can We Talk? A hands-on guide for meaningful conversations with God. And for your gift of $250 or more, we will send you the Jesus I Trust You canvas. This painting will remind you of the love Jesus has for each of us and will be a lovely addition to your home or office. Dig in and be ready to taste and experience the Holy Spirit like never before. Call or click today for this anointed resource. Sarah Bowling, Living Genuine Love, is on a mission to connect every one with the heart of God. With a passion for the Bible and the gift of teaching, Sarah brings a new perspective to articulate God's life-giving revelation to our modern moment. God's heart relentlessly reaches all our hidden places and changes us from the inside out. And Living Genuine Love is equipping people with resources and tools that empower them to walk in this intimate relationship with God. Sarah is a powerful scholar and spirit-led teacher with a gift and passion that takes her many places around the world to bring lasting change to each of us who are craving the transformative love of God. At Living Genuine Love, we're committed to seeing you walk in a vibrant relationship with God every day. Learn more about Sarah Bowling and her ministry, Living Genuine Love, by visiting sarahbowling.org or call us at 800-627-1995. Hey, hey, we're talking about following Jesus, not just as a crowd and not just as a community, but as a core. We're just talking about Peter, James, and John and, and purpose in their life. They dropped their nets so they could be fishers of men as they followed Jesus. But I want to take you to another example of these three men again. Because in the Gospels, there are four times that Jesus pulls away these three guys. The first time was for their purpose. They dropped their nets, followed Jesus, and became fishers of men. Purpose. And I know that when we, we scope in with Jesus and we decide, hey, I'm going to follow Jesus. I'm going to let Jesus be my very core central uh, crosshairs. That Jesus can help us un uncover and reveal to us purpose. What's the purpose? What's the design in us for our lives? Why are we doing this? 
But I also want to give you the chance here to see a second thing that Jesus does. And it's with these three guys again. And it's in Luke chapter 8, and it's in verses 51 through 56. And this is interesting because, again, we've got this crowd. Jesus is in a crowd of people, and a synagogue leader, which is kind of like a church pastor at that time, a synagogue leader comes to Jesus and says, hey, please come and heal my daughter. She's 12, and she's at death's door. And Jesus is in a big crowd, and, and he says, okay, I'll go. So he starts walking towards Jairus' house, and in the midst of the crowd, this is a little bit of a rabbit trail, there's a woman with the issue of blood who'd been sick for 12 years. She pushes through the crowd and touches the fringe of his garment, and, and he's, she's instantly healed. But Jesus keeps going to Jairus' house. And when he gets to the house, or right before he gets there, somebody lets Jesus know, oh, you know, don't bother him because the daughter has died. Jairus' daughter is dead. And this is such a discouraging time. If you've ever lost a child or been around somebody who lost their son or their daughter, it's just such a, dis oh, the despondency and the hurt and the anguish from that is unequivocal. I mean, there's nothing like it in the world. And what happens is a lot of times you feel like you've lost something and there's hopelessness to it, and it's a discouragement and despondency. You might be watching right now and you feel that way. Maybe you've lost a son or a daughter. They've died. And, or maybe there's something that's happened that feels like it's just like you've, the bottom, was, the rug got pulled out from under you and you feel like you're in a free fall. We would love to pray for you that Jesus would walk into that situation, walk into the emotions in your heart and in your soul and bring comfort and healing and even resurrection and help in that situation. Hop on the phone, get on the website, and Jesus, we'll invite Jesus and pray with you that Jesus would reveal himself to you in this discouraging, hopeless experience situation. Because that's exactly what happens with Jairus. Jesus comes, Jesus is like, hey, it's not too late. It's not too late at all. So he comes to Jairus' house, and Jairus' house is filled with people. He's a synagogue leader. So that means people is part of his lifestyle, part of what he does. And when Jesus comes to the house, and there's this massive crowd of people, I appreciate that Jesus kicks out the crowd. He removes the crowd, and he tells everybody, leave the house. The only people who can stay with me are mom and dad, as well as Peter, James, and John. He kicks out the crowd, and he comes over to Jairus' daughter, and he says to her, Tabitha Kum, little girl, arise. And I want you to appreciate that nobody else experienced, none of, you know, you got the crowd, you got Jesus' community with the 12 disciples, but it's this core group, Peter, James, and John, that gets to witness firsthand Jesus raising this little girl from the dead. Because when he says, Talitha kum, she inhales, begins to choke, kind of cough, and Jesus says, give her something to eat. And Peter, James, and John got to see firsthand Jesus resurrecting an impossible situation. And I want to encourage you today that when you come and you scope in close and tight with Jesus, and you keep, you, you're this inside track. You have this like backstage pass with Jesus. You decide in your life, I'm not going to be just a crowd looking for a free handout. I'm not just going to be the community that's kind of, you know, steady. And, but I'm going to keep Jesus in the crosshairs of my life. This is where the opportunity happens for you to not only know purpose, your purpose, 
fishers of men that, that we read about in, in Luke chapter 5, but also resurrection, that Jesus can bring resurrection into what seems to be a hopeless situation in your life. You're watching right now and you're struggling with that and you need resurrection. Please hop on the phone, get on the website. We want to pray for you that Jesus would come into that hopeless situation and breathe life and resurrection <laughs> into something that seems absolutely dead, dormant, and hopeless. But you know, I want you to think for a moment. Peter, James, and John, Jesus invited them. Again, crowd, community, and core. Jesus invited, invited Peter, James, and John into this dark, discouraging situation. But remember this as well. He also told the crowds to leave. He kicked everybody out. And, and Peter, James, and John, they left the crowds as well. So not only did Peter, James, and John drop their nets, and I think this is important, because when we scope in close and we decide I'm going to be at the core, Jesus at the center, Jesus in the crosshairs for my life, making decisions and following Jesus, Sometimes we have to leave things that are familiar and comfortable and, and known to us, like the nets, drop the nets. But sometimes as well, when we follow Jesus and we follow Jesus into what seems like a hopeless situation and there's death and despondency all around, that sometimes we also have to leave the crowds, right? We have to leave the popularity. And when we follow Jesus and we scope in close and tight in the core, that's not always the popular decision, Sometimes people, uh, they, they want to have the, the wow and the smoke and mirrors, and, but they're not willing to leave all of the influence, you know, the Instagram followers and YouTube. And really, at the end of the day, let's keep Jesus as the center. Let's not make popularity and platform our fundamental goal. Let's keep following Jesus as our core priority then maybe you're watching right now and maybe you've gotten some of your priorities mixed up maybe maybe you're in a hopeless situation because you got your priorities screwed up and you're like well that's a natural con I didn't I, I got my priorities mixed up and now I'm suffering the consequences for those misaligned priorities we would love to pray for you that you would number one come back into proper priorities aligned with Jesus and number two that Jesus would bring resurrection. And I've seen this happen in terms of, of marriages. I've seen this happen in terms with finances. I've seen this happen with jobs and professions that people have decided to go after money. They've gone after a uh, profession, after achievement, after significance, after platform. And, they, and we get our, it's easy. It's easy to get our priorities out of whack. But Jesus is inviting you today. Let's reshuffle, make fresh alignment, and come back into proper priorities Jesus at the crosshairs because when Jesus is at the crosshairs in our lives and really the front and center then we watch and see life starts to have more purpose starts to have more more emphasis more scope more priority more of a focal point to it but additionally when we keep Jesus at the crosshairs of our lives we can experience and see Jesus resurrect stuff that has seemed to be dead hopeless and dormant and Jesus invites us not just to be the crowd and the spectators watching from a distance and ooh ah and the applause and or getting the free handouts Jesus invites us to scope in closer and maybe be even part of the community but even more than that part of the core 
This is what happened with Peter, James, and John. And I see them following Jesus. Did they know where Jesus was leading them? No. <laughs> I don't think they knew. And did they know what Jesus was going to do? No. I don't think they knew. But they still followed Jesus. And when they did, they had amazing experiences in terms of their purpose, as well as resurrection in a very hopeless situation. So I want to encourage you to hop on the phone, get on the website. We want to pray for you. If you seem to lack purpose in your life, you're like, I don't know what God wants me to do. I don't know what's happening. Or if you seem to have a hopeless situation in your life that seems to be dead, dormant, and non-responsive, we want to pray for you, that Jesus, and that you would have crosshair scoped focal priority, keeping Jesus at the center. Jesus at the center more than anything else. And like Peter, James, and John, they decided to follow Jesus and they absolutely experienced and saw Jesus raise this little girl from the dead. And also they began to experience purpose and divine design in their lives. We would love to pray for you. Hop on the phone, get on the website, give us this privilege. Have you ever found yourself wanting something more? For your gift of $30 or more, we will send you Sarah's booklet, Save Your Fork, There's More you'll see that the Holy Spirit is more than a supernatural experience and wants to be connected to you in your daily living. We'll also send you Marilyn's four CD teaching, More Lord, 21 Days of Your Dreams and Beyond, and Sarah's latest book, Hey God, Can We Talk? A hands-on guide for meaningful conversations with God. And for your gift of $250 or more, we will send you the Jesus I Trust You canvas. This painting will remind you of the love Jesus has for each of us and will be a lovely addition to your home or office. Dig in and be ready to taste and experience the Holy Spirit like never before. Call or click today for this anointed resource. I am so happy that you've joined this teaching today and joined this experience of knowing Jesus, not just from the crowd, not just for the community, but for the core. And as we finish this time today, I want to pray for you. I want to pray Philippians 3, verse 10. And in reality, this has been one of the core central verses, theme verses for the entirety of my life. And this is what it says. I want to know Christ the power of his resurrection, the fellowship of his suffering, and being conformed to his death so that I could be raised from the dead. Verse 8, I consider all things a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. And that's my prayer. I want to pray for you today that you would consider everything a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus. Father, I pray right now for each person watching. I pray that you would help us to pursue Christ and knowing Jesus more than anything else in our lives. I pray that you would help us not just to go after Jesus for what we can get, but more so for the connection that we can have with Christ, the intimacy and fellowship. I pray for each person watching that you would help us. The things that we struggle with in our daily living, our finances, our health, our relationships, our concerns, I pray that you would help us to see those in the perspective of know, through the lens of knowing Christ. Help us to walk more closely with you, Jesus, than we ever have before. Thank you for helping us with this in Jesus' name. Amen. And if you're watching right now and you've never had a personal relationship with Jesus or you need a do-over, Hop on the phone right now. We want to pray with you today.